Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, we're out of the gym and uh, straight into the stream. Sorry, a little bit delay here getting up. I am Josh Neighbors. I am the host of the Neighborhood Watch. Thank you all for watching here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. Uh, once again, I am the host, Josh Neighbors. You all can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. Excuse me, it's X now. You all can also find the show wherever you all get your podcasts. Also on Twitter slash X at NWPod. 365. Uh, and once again, guys, wherever y'all get your podcasts as well is where you all can find this. If you all cannot watch live, I'll make sure I tweet this link out. Send your questions in the chat. Please do so uh, when you all do that. That helps us, uh, helps me organize the questions better. Let's get into all that. Once again, sorry, just got out of the gym. That's a little sweaty at this point. All right. So today, topic should the Big 12. When they go to 16 teams, go back to two divisions. Uh, I think this is a question that's definitely worth exploring for a, a few reasons. I think kind of goes along with everything that's happening in the Big 12, right? They're basically going through what is a full-scale kind of rebranding. You lose Oklahoma and Texas. You add the four new schools coming in. And also you add as well uh, in the new four schools next year, right? So you're dropping two. You're adding eight over the course of a two-year span. Uh, you're going from 10, then to 12, then to 16, right? So there's a whole lot to take care of in regards to, you know, uh, how the conference is going to look. And so I'm, I'm wondering what the Brain Trust, the Big 12, and Brett Yormark have cooked up in a variety of ways. I know some folks have kicked this around, and Brett Yormark mentioned this during Big 12 Media Days. I do think a rebrand of the Big 12 is coming. Uh, I believe that is going to happen. I don't know if they're going to change the name, though. I think that is something that is worth watching. Uh, I'd be very curious to see if they're going to change. If they're going to change the name. I don't think they will. Uh, I think the Big Twelve has got some some steam behind it as the Big Twelve, uh, just as that name. So I think there's just there, there's a lot of momentum behind the Big Twelve conference as a whole right now. So I actually don't know if I see a uh, immediate name change coming for the conference here really soon. But I do think a conversation about how they structure their divisions will make a lot of sense, right? Uh, I, you know, I, I think there's a few ways to do it, but I think going to divisions would make some sense. Now, in some ways, it, it doesn't, but I think in a lot of ways, it does. And so here's, here's a divisional conversation that you think about, right? The reason why the Big 12 really worked with the uh, non-one, you know, they played everybody, obviously, the championship game is because you get to play everybody, right? I mean, home and away, but... There is balance in a schedule where you are playing every single team. 
Uh, once again, home and away, that is different. But there is a lot of balance in the sense that you're playing every single team. So that's nice to have that happening. But, um, you know, when you go to 12 and then you go to 16, and, and like they are now, you are not going to play everybody, right? Uh, if you have a nine-game conference schedule, you are going to uh, miss seven teams a year, right? Or I guess, what is it? So you play nine teams, and then you have the, uh, the it's six, right? Because you're the 10th. So you play nine, you are the 10th. That means there's six teams left that you have not played. And with that, there is going to be some imbalance. There's always going to be some imbalance. So this gets to the conversation of how do you want to break this thing up, right? What is the best way for the Big 12 Conference to basically, you know, um, make it to where the schedule feels as fair as possible and you play everybody. So let's take a look at the map. I think that's the best way to break this thing down, right? So there's the map of the Big 12 as it will be constituted in 2024. All right, you can look west to east. And my first thought on this was doing uh, an east and a west. I, th I think that was kind of the first place that my mind went. And here's why you have a pretty easy West already built for you. You've got five schools that you could toss in a Big 12 West off the bat. Utah, BYU, Arizona State, Arizona, and Colorado satisfy what I think would be a West, right? So then you need three more. And I think there are some pretty simple ways to do it. You could just take Kansas State, Kansas, and Oklahoma State, and that could be your Big 12 West. And to be honest, there is some Big Ten East, there's Big Ten West, there is SEC East, there's SEC West, and it doesn't always make the most sense in the world. The SEC, I mean, it's just, you know, like Missouri is like the Western, well, Texas schools are, but like Missouri got tossed in the SEC East. And I say this all the time, the, the thing that Missouri has in common with the most with a school like a South Carolina is that they are both in towns called Columbia, right? That is the one thing that they have in common. So uh, if you're going to go, you know, it's like they don't have much in common being the point with that. Right. So, you know, this actually is about as pretty as good as you could get. So once again, looking here at that map, Utah, BYU, ASU, Arizona, Colorado, and you just take Kansas State, Kansas and Oklahoma State and you put them together. All right. Now that does do one thing that does break up Iowa State and K-State. And that kind of gets us to a point about this is what rivalries must be protected? Okay, so when you look at this map, what rivalries do you feel like have to be included, have to be protected? And I believe that you want to protect the, uh, the Holy War with BYU and uh, uh, Utah, right? You want to protect uh, the Territorial Cup, Arizona and Arizona State. You'd like to protect uh, the Sunflower State Showdown, Kansas State and Kansas. I think you'd like to protect Farmageddon, I believe that they should, um, you know, is protecting that should be the right thing to do. Uh, but I, I don't think there's any guarantee they will. Oklahoma State's one where it's like, you think about like what schools have rivalries, like they actually don't like, there's really no natural rivalry for Oklahoma State at this point in time. There's schools they played for a long time, but you think about like kind of the big rivalries, like they're, they're kind of left out of all of this. So you're not too worried about them. Cincinnati and West Virginia, you want to protect. I think I want to protect all three of those schools that are the easternmost schools. I think you all want them to play for travel purposes. The Texas schools, I think you just want to keep them together for those purposes. And I think there is a way you could divide up a Big 12 North and a Big 12 South while maintaining that. So once again, my first suggestion would be 
a Big 12 West of Utah, BYU, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, uh, Kansas State, Kansas, and Oklahoma State. So you can see that they're all connected kind of in a way it almost makes us a U-shape, right? Then in the Big 12 East, uh, you would have, uh, I think it's, it's eight, one, two, three, it's, it's yep, five, seven, eight. So the Big 12 West would then be Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Houston, Iowa State, uh, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF, right? Those schools all together, you know, I think that one does make a lot of sense. Now, what you might have here is that uh, I think some folks would be upset because I think all the schools want to go play in Texas more often. So if you just do divisions that way, then you might run into a little bit of a problem when it comes to, uh, you know, everybody's not going to be happy because they're not gonna be playing in Texas. And I think everybody in this league at some point, at some, you know, in some way, shape or form, uh, you know, I think that's, that's how you want to do it. Also, guys, please uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel if you don't already. It's a good way you know, to get involved over here with us. We appreciate it. And uh, please send super chats. Another great way to, to uh, help this show out. Send your all's questions. And once again, the super chats will get priority. We always appreciate your all support on this channel. So once again, you see the uh, drawing it right here. BYU, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State would be the first division. The Big Ten, uh, Big Ten, Big 12 uh, East would then be Texas Tech. TCU, Baylor, Houston, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF. Now, there is a way to do a north and a south, I think, that could work out. That might involve, though, splitting up uh, uh, Utah and, and BYU and then from the Arizona schools, which I don't think would be good, right? But you see up top, you go Utah, BYU, Colorado, Kansas, Kansas State. That puts you at five. Iowa State, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. A really good natural split, right? There's this line that runs across part of the United States with Kansas, Colorado, and Utah, where, and it kind of, it's, it's you know, it's a drop off between Missouri and Arkansas. That's, that's where the little, you know, the little uh, thing it's there, there, right? It drops down just a little bit, but still, you know, it kind of almost goes into Arkansas. And then, you know, you can see with Tennessee, it goes down for a second from Arkansas to Tennessee, but. You can see there's a really good line of delineation that if you just wanted to make that natural east or north-south divide, that could really happen for you there, right? Utah, BYU, Colorado, K-State, Iowa State, Cincinnati, and West Virginia in your north. Arizona, Arizona State, Oklahoma State, all the Texas schools and UCF would then be your south. So it's a pretty natural dividing line. But once again, I think there is a large portion of people that want their schools to play, you know, I think every school probably wants to go play in Texas. And there is ample opportunity to go play in Texas. So I think with that, you you know, you feel like uh, they'll probably divide up those Texas schools. That's uh, probably the the right thing to do. Uh, I think it's probably the best way to do it. Um, and so that, that, gets the, that gets the next point of like, if we're not going to do divisions, and I know there's a lot of you all out there saying, oh, Josh, divisions are not good. Divisions are not what we want to do. We should not go back to the divisions. And I would say this to you, like, okay, I get y'all don't want divisions back, but not having divisions does not guarantee that um, that we're going to get the best two teams in the Big 12 championship game every season. Because now that there is schedule imbalance and you're not playing everybody every year and you're going to miss six schools, like, 
it, you know, there's going to be some randomness in there. And so I think, you know, uh, if we're going the kind of the money route, looking at this thing as a business, like if you can group as many schools as possible that are closer ish together, like that, that's kind of the way you, you know, you might want to do this, which kind of gets to this. You can do it divisions or without divisions. If you just go to the pod system and pod just scheduling wise, no, no divisions, just go pods. I think there is a pretty good way to break this thing up. So let's go back to the map and let's think about pods, right? No divisions. Let's just go the pod direction. Once again, send your all's questions. I'll answer them as we go throughout the show today. And we will keep going as long as there are questions. And once again, super chats are always appreciated as well. So here you go. Pods. All right. How are you going to do this? Well, Utah, BYU, Arizona, and Arizona State. And by pods, what we mean is those three opponents are protected every single year. So no matter, so basically you in a nine game conference schedule, you keep three uh, permanents, right? And then you rotate the other schools uh, because you, you know, you're the fourth and there's 16 schools. That means that there's basically six schools you'll play one year and then another six schools you will play the next year in the regular season, right? Pretty easy, right? So if you're the 16 team league, you take one out because you can't play yourself. It's a 15 team league. You keep three permanents. You got six other schools that fill out the rest of the nine games in your schedule. And then the next year you keep the same three and you flop the next six teams. That way you are playing every single school in the big 12 conference, at least every other year. And that guarantees that every four years, every four year cycle, you will play somebody at their house and at your house. Right? So let's just say it's 2023 and Arizona has their permanent three of Utah, Arizona state and BYU. Uh, one year they might play. I'm just going to pick six here. Colorado, K-State, Kansas, Iowa State, Cincinnati, and West Virginia. Okay. The next year they would then play uh, Arizona State, BYU, and Utah. And then they would play the Texas schools, Cincinnati, West Virginia. Uh, and I, th I don't think I missed anybody on there on that one. Um, uh, the, the, but basically they rotate, right? You, you make sure you get all everybody in there, uh, all six, whatever it ends up being. So I think that pod system will work. Now, that's the first pod, right? The second pod, I think you would then do that crop of schools in the middle. Colorado, Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, right? I think that would be a good way to do it. That's kind of the plain schools, right? They're not quite out as far west as some of the other schools are in the league. And uh, you know, it's kind of that middle side, not quite, quite as far east. Now, the one issue you would get with that is at that point, you would not be protecting Farmageddon, right? And Iowa State is kind of a Plains, excuse me, is kind of a Plains-ish school, if you will. So that, that does give that problem, but I think it's a pretty natural grouping right there. Also, they're all members of the old Big 12. So you've got the new guard coming out west together, that four. Then you've got your old school Big 12 middle section. Obviously, that then lends way to the Texas block, Texas uh, Tech, TCU, Baylor, and Houston all being in a block together. I think a lot of folks probably do want to see that. I think I am somebody that would like to see that. I think that makes sense. And then you can go Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and UCF, your eastern block. So, uh, Let's get those comments going, folks. I want to hear what you all think of that suggestion. Whether you're watching it now, watching it later, I want to hear what you all think of that suggestion. So there's, there's the block idea. 
right? Now we could go groups of five. You could do groups of five. And, uh, but then somebody's left out at that point, right? So I think the pod's the best way to do it. Now, the thing is you could, you know, you, you could do, um, you could do the pods and then make divisions, but it really just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to do it. Um, you know, I, I, so I think pods just kind of make the most sense if we're talking about, all right. Uh, yeah, cause everybody's talking about money for travel and whatnot. Well, the best way to do it is guarantee the regional rivalries and, you know, make sure one third of your schedules can be played pretty close. I mean, Look, still water to, De uh, to Boulder is not like a quick trip, but it's not like the longest trip I've ever, you know, I've ever seen in my life. And I know Boulder from Kansas City is not the quickest trip in the world or Lawrence or in Manhattan or whatever, but still, it's not like it's crazy, crazy far. Other teams travel much further in other conferences. And so really the only one block it's not really grouped together is UCF, Cincinnati, and West Virginia, uh, as well as Iowa State. But here's the thing those schools are traveling a lot as it is now. They're already going to be traveling a lot. And so can you lessen the blow a little bit there with that, just keeping it kind of in the same time zone, same area, all of those things. So that would be my suggestion. Now, um, I think the pod system, it just, it makes the most sense. I, I'm wondering though, are we going to get to a point where are we going to go to a 10 game conference schedule? Because here's what I'll tell you. And the SEC explored this. And I think other conferences are going to explore this as well because uh, the TV companies would pay you more for an extra conference game, right? So right now, I believe the SEC does, uh, I have to get a look at my Missouri Tigers football schedule. Um, so I believe the SEC does, what is it? It's eight right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's eight. So the SEC does eight and they kicked around going to nine and they didn't go to nine. The big reason is this. The TV companies aren't going to pay them more money right now for that ninth game. When they renegotiate the contract, you might want to go to one more game because it's, it's extra quality competition, right? Like, sure, you're non-con. You can play the Texas of the world if you're Alabama, but now Texas is in your league. And look, when you have that much good competition in your league, like you don't really need to go outside the league to play anybody. And so if TV companies are paying that top dollar for those SEC games, it might be worth your, your, worth your while. I'm wondering if that same logic will apply to the Big 12. Uh, I think it will apply to the Big 10, and I would assume it's going to apply to the ACC, especially as long as you have those nice brands there. So I think that is something that the Big 12 should kick around as well, is do you go to that 10th game? You have to, you have to take the, a poll of the room, though. You have to figure out the television companies, what they believe uh, you know, is, the, is the most value for your league, and if it makes sense for them, and if they'll pay extra, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a direction worth going in. So yeah, you're going to add that 10th game that might change some of the calculus there, but I really don't think it changes it that much. I like a 10th game in these massive conferences too. Cause it's like, you have all these schools. You want to play them more often. Last thing here, let's touch on the name. Uh, I'll once again, like the video, send you all's uh, questions in. Uh, and I'll answer them as we get along here. Once again, probably a little bit quicker today than we you know we normally do. Uh, so a, a name for the new conference, right? I mean, you look at this map once again. I think the Great Plains Conference, somebody somebody referenced that. I think it's pretty good, but like it still kind of gets you the truck stop. Um, I don't think Big 16 sounds good. I don't think anything like too, too tacky sounds good. To be honest, once again, the Big 12's got a lot of cachet right now. The Big 12 has a lot of momentum right now. The Big 12 brand as a whole is strong. I actually love the Big 12 logo, the black logo. I've got it here with me, and I'll, I'll make sure I get the flag up once again. People, folks have been asking, clamoring for that. Uh, so I think a, 
I think one idea that, you know, with this is, is they just keep the name big 12, but they go through a pretty hard rebrand. And I think that's actually kind of likely. I think that's something that they might consider doing. Um, but I'm also excited to see what rivalries develop to uh, protecting those. You just, I, I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of possibilities when it comes to the name. All right, folks, I am the busiest man alive. I once again, just got my workout and I got a live broadcast. I had to go to for the radio station. I work at so quicker live chat today. We'll go longer next week. Follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. You all can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, folks, till next time.